religious persecution in the city of Abraham. This is David Billington with you for the Bible in the News. Today Jewish families were dragged out of their home by riot police in Hebron. Some were seriously hurt. We called David Wilder in Hebron whose daughter and grandchildren were some of those evicted. We have with us David Wilder, the spokesman for the Jewish community in Hebron. David, welcome to Bible in the News. Thank you. Good to be back with you. So there's a prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 23 that I'm sure you're aware of. It, it says that men shall buy fields for money and subscribe evidences and seal them and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin and in the places about Jerusalem and in the cities of Judah and in the cities of the mountains and in the cities of the valley and in the cities of the south for I will cause their captivity to return saith the Lord so God has caused the captivity of the Jewish people to return and come back to cities such as Hebron and uh, but today or over the last while a Jewish man bought a building which has been called Peace House in Hebron for money subscribed evidences taken witnesses done all the paperwork and now the government has evicted the Jews. Can you describe for our listeners the events surrounding Peace House that have led up to today? Well, um, I guess going back almost five years, uh, uh, Morris Abraham uh, from Brooklyn, New York, uh, began the uh, transaction by which uh, he purchased this, this huge building, 35 to 40,000 square feet, um, on the main road uh, leading down into the city of Hebron um, about 20 months ago that uh, that transaction is completed and uh, families moved inside and have lived there for almost uh, almost two years now. Uh, almost immediately there were attempts made to try to have us expelled from the building uh, by the Israeli left and people within the prosecutor's office, within the government, and uh, it continued on various paths for uh, quite a long time. Uh, it reached uh, a peak a few weeks ago when the Supreme Court uh, said that it refused to examine the evidence that we brought. We had documents which had been authentic or had been uh, uh, authenticized. We brought a film of the Arab counting the money. We found brought a, a tape of him saying that he sold property. The court refused to look at this evidence. Rather, they said that uh, if the government wanted, they could throw us out. They didn't order them to throw us out. They said if they want, they're unable to. Um, <clears throat> this was immediately interpreted by, by the media and, uh, and the politicians not as permission, but rather as a, a, a court command, a court order. And, uh, <clears throat> and for the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been trying to prevent this from actually happening. Uh, recently, we began very, very high-level talks with people in the defense establishment, the defense ministry, uh, working under uh, the defense minister Barack Ed Barak. Um, we tried to explain to them that, uh, that the court did not order us out, that the Supreme Court decision, as was said by others, others is a political decision. Any decision by Barack to expel us has nothing to do with justice, rather it's all political. Uh, and we also offered them alternatives, which would have allowed them to uh, in their eyes, uphold the law, uh, yet we would be able to stay there until, they until the case was heard, heard and decided by a lower court. Um, that reached uh, uh, also a, something of a, a, a pinnacle uh, with a, a very long meeting last night between representatives of the community, our legal team, and people in the uh, defense ministry. 
and they uh, seem to be taking this seriously. They seem to feel that there was a way to avoid a violent confrontation, uh, and the result of that uh, uh, trust and uh, uh, that we had uh, with them uh, culminated today when uh, when Ayub Barak sent in uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of forces, uh, riot squad, uh, police and soldiers, and you name it, they were there uh, to uh, violently and forcibly uh, expel the families that were there and the people that had come in to support us. So this this ha- this building is obviously very important to you. Could you explain, David, why th- this building is important to the Hebron Jewish community? Well, first of all, um, as I tried to explain to, to many journalists that came in, uh, if a person puts a for sale sign outside and you happen to like the property and you have the, the, the financial means to purchase it, then you go ahead and do it. And uh, once you pay the money, then it's yours. Uh, and that would seem to be the way it is anywhere in the world except in Hebron, uh, where, whereby that's exactly what we did do. The property came up for sale. The person was interested, to, interested in buying it. He was able to, to supply the money, uh, yet we still weren't able to, uh, uh, to, to take the property and legally, legally be able to use it. Um, this is, uh, of course, uh, something of a problem, uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's quite unfortunate. Uh, the building, besides, the, besides that very fact, uh, is very, very large. Uh, it would allow us to uh, probably build apartments there. We might be able to put a school in there, uh, maybe even move our offices up there. I don't know, but, um, but it's a large building. It, it gives us a, a, a lot of room to play with uh, and, and to, to expand the, the community a little bit. Um, it's also on a very strategic point. It's very high up. The roof is quite high. It overlooks uh, uh, all of Hebron and, and the nearby uh, neighborhood of, of Kiryat Arba. Um, so as far as the uh, IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, was concerned, uh, it was very positive that, was, uh, that we, we, we were there because then they could use it strategically. It, it provided them with uh, 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 an advantage they, they didn't have when we weren't there. Um, and... Uh, uh, it was also it's between between the the uh, uh, suburb community of Kiryat Arba and the city of Hebron. This building sort of acted like a link uh, in the uh, uh, between the two communities, sort of bringing us closer, uh, which we also thought was very important. Okay, um, I'm just going to read you something here, David, from an Associated Press article. Um, so they said, in recent years, the government has failed to dismantle dozens of unauthorized squatter camps, despite promises to the U.S. to do so, and its resolve is now being tested by a few dozen militant settlers holed up in a house in the West Bank city of Hebron, in defiance of a Supreme Court eviction order, end quote. This is obviously very distorted, and they're using the term militants to describe the residents of Peace House the same term the media uses to describe Arab terrorists. How would you describe the residents of Peace House, seeing you know them personally? Well, um, one of the, one of the uh, families that's lived there for the last 20 months is uh, my daughter and my son-in-law and three of my grandchildren. Um, my son-in-law uh, studied in a, in a yeshiva and a Torah academy for many years and is presently... Uh, Began working on his uh, BA in uh, in a very uh, uh, very fine uh, techno- technological college in Jerusalem, um, and and my daughter is a young woman and she's a housekeeper. She takes care of the three kids, uh, the oldest of whom I think is uh, is probably about five and a half. 
Um, I, I think uh, I, I wouldn't call either one of them militants, nor would I call any of the children militants. Uh, all of the other families in the building include a, uh, a, a rabbi, uh, includes a, uh, the head of a, a uh, children's t- uh, Talmud Torah Torah school, uh, includes a, an electrician, uh, includes uh, uh, a teacher, one of, uh, one of my son's teachers in the previous years, uh, lives in that building with his wife and children. Um, so that the, you know, but, you know, many years ago, um, there was a, a reporter for a, a major, uh, New York, uh, newspaper that used to, every time he talked about Hebron, he would talk about the extremists in Hebron. And one time he came in with one of his editors and, and I asked him in front of his editor, you know, why did he always use the word extremist? And he said, well, you know, you're yearning and you're zealots and you're this and you're that. And I said, yeah, but you never use those words. You always see extremist, which creates a certain image. He says, yeah, well, everybody knows what I mean. Um, you know, this is the same kind of thing. Uh, as far as the many people in the world are concerned, uh, uh, we're monsters. Um, and, you know, we breathe fire and, and we have horns and tails. And uh, this is an image that, that unfortunately is, is, is backed by the Israeli media and the Israeli left. Uh, and and we try, of course, to to take that that image apart. However, uh, sometimes it's very difficult to do because there are many people that, that don't care whether we legally bought that building or not. They consider our very presence in Hebron as illegal and illegitimate, and they say we don't care if it was legal or not. They shouldn't be there. Uh, and, and this is something that that we have to try to uh, break through and overcome, and 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 try to to show people that. That uh, you know, there, there was a big sign that we put outside the building a couple of days ago that said, um, "I have I have some photos of it. I have to post it up on the web." It says, uh, "God gave Israel to the Jews," uh, you know, and this is the way it's. You know, that's the bottom line. Okay, the bottom line we read in the in the Bible, we read in the Torah that uh, that the land of Israel, Eretz Israel, is a is a God-given gift to the Jewish people. This is our home. Hebron is a home of the Jewish people for almost 4,000 years. Uh, and, and you read the prophecy from, from Jeremiah. Uh, there's even, even before that, you know, the days of Abraham, the days of King David, uh, the beginning of the, of the, of the Judean monarchy, uh, started in, here in Hebron. And, uh, uh, and Jews lived here continuously for, for literally thousands of years. Um, so when, you know, when people ask me, when journalists come in and they say to me, you know, how do you deal with the fact that, you know, you're extremists? I say to them, I don't understand what makes me an extremist. I, I, I tend to think of, uh, when I, you say the word extremist, of, you know, of, of, of Hamas and Hezbollah and, and Bader Meinhof and the Red Brigade and, you know, all sorts of, of organizations that go around, you know, uh, Al-Qaeda, uh, these, these, these nuts that went through, uh, through India, killing, killing so many hundreds of people, and including, including uh, some very righteous Jewish people. Um, that's what I call an extremist. Uh, I, 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 myself and, and the other people that I've, I've spoken about, my daughter and my son-in-law and, and all of their neighbors, um, I think we're, we're, we're not extremists. We live in ideal. We are idealists. And, and because we're idealists and, we believe, in, we, and we, we believe in living what we believe, we believe in, in doing what we believe and not just talking about it, so that brands us with this, with this unfortunate uh, uh, term, which you're right, this is what uh, everybody used to, to call terrorists. And um, there are people who think we are terrorists. What can I say? 
Yeah. The media is obviously very biased against the Jewish community in, in Hebron. Where would you direct people to to get more information or balanced reporting? Well, first of all, uh, I think there are two major uh, websites today uh, that are very, very important. Uh, the first one, which is basically a news site, I have a blog there, and and uh, and they we we work together very closely. Is Arut uh, Sheva Israel National News, IsraelNationalNews.com, uh, uh, is uh, is very very important. People that want to know the truth can find it there, um, and of course people can also watch the Hebron web- website, uh, Hebron.com, H-E-B-R-O-N.com. Uh, we have news and we have photographs and we have information about the community and the history and 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 whatever people you know would like to know about about Hebron, the past and the present. Um, and I think so that people watch those two sites uh, should be able to uh, get a fairly good idea of uh, of what's uh, what's going on here uh, truthfully and and accurately as opposed to what they'll see on uh, on on other websites, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Ehud Olmert condemned condemned the disgrace and contempt and the wild and inciting voices against the authority of the state and the rule of law. Why, in your opinion, is Olmert, himself surrounded by corruption charges, suddenly so concerned about the rule of law and absolutely bent on driving the residents from this building? Look, uh, you know, when a person has the kind of problems that Olmert has, so, uh, you know, he wants to direct attention uh, elsewhere, you know, anywhere except him. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for. You know, we've, we've heard this. I've heard this a number of times over the past uh, couple of weeks, you know, concerning the law, rule of law. Uh, it's very, unfortunately, again, these are things that the media here doesn't pick up uh, and, 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 and put out. But um, the Supreme Court uh, ruling that I mentioned earlier, uh, the Supreme Court in Israel is, is, consists of, of a number of, of judges and, and the entire court does not hear uh, cases as, as with the United States Supreme Court. Rather, you have panels of judges. And the panels of judges are usually um, appointed by, um, by the President's Supreme Court to hear a particular case. Uh, the President's Supreme Court is a woman named Joyce Danish who is extremely left-wing. Uh, in the middle of this case, she changed the panel because there were a couple of people on the panel that she seemed to feel did not uh, necessarily agree with her outlook, her political outlook on life, but she changed the panel in the middle of the hearing uh, so that the, the panel that made the final decision included herself, uh, a woman judge who is even more left-wing than she is, and an Arab judge. So these are the three people who are going to uh, a, a, and lay down the rule of law uh, for us to have to abide by. Uh, you know, they, they changed the rules in the middle of the game, and then say that we have to abide by the new rules. Uh, and of course, this is ridiculous. Uh, not only do we have a, a, a responsibility, but an obligation not to abide by those laws because they are so distorted, because they are so corrupt. And, uh, and the fact that Olmert is uh, disturbed by this uh, doesn't bother me at all. Edward Olmert is going to be finding himself very, very soon in a court of law, and he very well might, may find himself behind bars. And then we'll, you know, see what he has to say about the rule of law. Okay. Sippy Livni just returned from Brussels, where she was criticized for the Israeli government's policy toward the settlements. What kind of role do you feel foreign governments, in this case Europe, may play in the events that transpire in your town of Hebron? Uh, look, today we're, we're um, 
on the road to a new political map, uh, both in the United States and in Israel. Uh, we have a new administration coming in Washington with uh, Obama and uh, Joe Biden and now uh, Hillary Clinton and the rest of his uh, his team, which is uh, uh, many of many of the people there are are certainly not pro-Israel. They're very pro-Arab. Some of them we know from the past. We've seen seen how they've dealt with things in the past uh, with Israel and, and, and the like. Uh, the Europeans have never been uh, very big pro-Israel people, certainly not people like us that live out in Judea and Samaria. Uh, and, of course, we're going to an election in Israel in another month and a half. Uh, so we're going to be seeing a new, a new political climate. Um, it's not clear uh, whether or not how long it's going to take for the Obama administration to start to deal with issues like Israel and the uh, the uh, the problems between Israel and uh, and our Arab neighbors here, um, they. Uh, but but uh, on the other hand, I'm not sure how, what the Israeli administration is going to be like. In the past, the the Americans and Europeans haven't had to put too much pressure on Israel because our own politicians have been doing it all by themselves. Uh, as a matter of fact, there were things that that Ariel Sharon is prime minister and, and almost had to convince George Bush to let them go ahead with, like the expulsion of everybody from Bush Katif, which in the beginning they, they, didn't, they didn't agree with. Um, according to reports I've seen, uh, Bush asked Olmert when he was in Washington last week why he was so intent on in giving the Golan Heights back to the Syrians. He said, and when, when, when Olmert said something about a strategic peace, Bush said, so why do you believe the man? I know this is an American president saying to the Israeli prime minister. Um, uh, however, it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if we see um, uh, uh, continued um, pressure on on the state of Israel, both from the United States and from uh, um, uh, from Europe uh, in the near future. Uh, and I hope that uh, the Israeli government that comes into power will know how to stand up under this pressure and, and rebut it and say, look, we've done so much and we're paying such a price for what we've done. The fact that we gave Gush Katif to the Arabs, now they're shooting missiles into our cities, into Ashkelon, they wrote, from the very land that we gave them, um, you know, uh, there's a limit. Uh, we've learned the lesson uh, already too many times the hard way. We're not going to do it again. Okay, David, I would like to thank you for taking the time out to speak with us on the Bible and the news, and Shalom, and may there soon be peace in Jewish Hebron. Thank you very much. Shalom, shalom.